Are you looking for a great tasting, healthy breakfast cereal? Developed by naturopath and nutritionist and my good mate, Damien Christoph, Forage Cereal is 100% gluten and oat-free, with no processed sugar, preservatives or additives, made with only the highest quality ingredients, and with a range of paleo, vegan and FODMAP-friendly muesli blends, Forage Cereal is bound to make breakfast your favourite meal of the day, if it wasn't already. Well, for a limited time, only for the Wellness Couch listeners, you get 20% off all online purchases over $50. That's right, 20% off off all online purchases over $50. Visit foragecereal.com and enter the code COUCH at the checkout and save. That's www.foragecereal.com and the code COUCH, C-O-U-C-H, at the checkout to save. TheWellnessCouch.com Streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by Jeanne Or O'Farrell. She's a freelance health journalist by trade. She's passionate about translating complex science into actionable information for people in the modern world. She's particularly interested in working with high-performance athletes and corporates and the intersection of the two. She's just been over to Paleo FX on behalf of the Wellness Couch, which is very exciting, and she's now en route to becoming epigenetic human potential coach with Aperon Academy in the US and he's excited to bring this technology to Australia as the head of the Australasian division in the next few months. So Jeanne does a lot of work for us on the Wellness Couch. She does a lot of the social media stuff behind the scenes or, or actually in front of the scenes but you may not know that it's coming from her. Um, she's been a fantastic addition to our team. So welcome to the show Jeanne. Thank you for having me Brett. I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on board. It's going to be a great chat today. Um, I'm looking forward particularly to finding out all about Paleo FX and what you discovered over there and what you learned that you can share with our, that Paleo Show community. But before we get into that, let's find out a little bit about you, Jane, because you've had a pretty interesting health journey. Um, you've come a long way over the last few years, and I'd love to hear a little bit from you about who you are and how you got so passionate about health. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for me, actually, I had a bit of... Um a topsy-turvy entry into the wellness world. So about when I was in about year 10, um, I was on a bit of a downward spiral towards, well, I was in the depths of anorexia. Um, it was about a few a few months and it was a quite a dramatic change. Within a few months, I went from being incredibly active, um, in doing well at school, part of elite sporting teams, and then I kind of um, – was on a downward spiral in maybe three to four months, ending up in hospital, um, in a pediatrics hospital for my anorexia. Um, and that that kind of tumultuous cycle of in and out of hospital and in and out of treatment continued for maybe the next three to four years. Um, and it wasn't until I think I was in year 11 or maybe it would have been, yeah, the end of year 11, the start of year 12, um, and my dad decided that he wanted to take me to um, a health exhibition at um, the exhibition centre in, in Melbourne. So he he heard that it was this natural health exhibition, and he thought he would take me there. And you know, we might have I might have some great epiphany, and something amazing would happen. So we we rocked up to Jeff Shed, and we walked in, and we found that three quarters of the event was all INBA, so body sculpting 
and bodybuilding and I think he just was was a bit overwhelmed thinking oh gosh like like what has he done he's probably going to have me like running the other way um and then in the other 25 percent of the exhibition there was a small little like wellness corner um and we found a stand for forage cereal and so we walked up to the stand and they were handing out like some supplies and my dad's just always hungry so he was he was grabbing um a few few samples and was offering me to have one and I was like no no no, I'm fine because you know I was determined that I would only eat what I was going to eat that day and no extras and he's like no no please try one um and then this man named Dr. Damien Christoph walked up who owned the brand and was encouraging me to oh like yeah just try it and I I quickly removed myself from the situation and thought I'm going to go to the bathroom so I went to the bathroom um and I came back to find my dad and this Dr. Damien Christoph on the couch next to each other in tears. Um, and I've just gone, what is what has happened in the last 10 minutes? Um, and I've sat down next to them and my dad's began, well, and Dr. Damien Christoph, my dad was a bit of a mess. Um, and Damien was just saying, like almost liaising between me and my dad, like the current treatment I was under was quite restrictive. I wasn't really allowed out of the house. Um, my mum was in charge of all of my meals, calorie counting, lots of those things. Um, and while to a certain extent that was keeping me alive at that point, um, Damien kind of looked at me, looked at my dad and just kind of went, like, where's the quality of life there? Like you've kind of rem- you've alienated her from food, from her friends, from her school. And the food that I was being given was very calorie dense, but it wasn't the healthiest options. Um, and it just wasn't making me feel great either. Um, so Damien said, all right, come to see me at my practice. Um, and you can sit down with me and do a consult. We went there. I wasn't in the right headspace to make any, um, progressions at that point, And I continued down my spiral. Two years later, I was in the hospital listening to the wellness guys, listening to Damien, listening to people like Mark Sisson, like, like Sarah Ballantyne. And I just went, there's a different way to do this. And so I discharged myself from hospital and I told my family, look, um, I appreciate everything you've done. I appreciate what the medical model has achieved. It has kept me alive. But at this point, I just need to go and do this my own way. And I'm going to go and work with a naturopath, nutritionist, a holistic therapist. And it's safe to say that they freaked out. Um, they panicked the because all they knew was the medical system. And I was had to fund all of that all of that myself. So three years later, I returned back to Damien's clinic. I didn't expect that he would remember who I was. Um, he he approached approached me very sincere. I like I think about you all the time. Thank you so much. Like I think about you and your dad all the time. Your story. I'm so glad to have you back. And he was almost getting emotional. I was getting emotional. Um, and from that day forward, it, within the next eight months, I gained about six or seven kilos working with with Damien um, and his nutritionist Carly, um, which was the most I'd ever gained independently out of hospital and kept it on. Um, and since then I've left Australia. I live on and off between Australia and Bali. Um, I've become a real health nerd. I'm obsessed, um, really geek out on the science now, which I never used to enjoy. Um, and yeah, so now at this point, I've kind of 
found myself in this space where it'd be amazing to not only speak to people in a very similar position, but also just help people like, because along my own health journey, as they say, lead by example. So I've seen changes in family and friends. So yeah, at this point, I'm very happy where I am and hoping to see, excited to see what's on the horizon. So, Jono, what changed for you? I mean, obviously, uh, speaking to Damien, isn't Damien awesome? Look, hats off to Damien. Yeah. He's, such a, and he's such a He is such a genuine, caring bloke and he cares about everyone so much. So, well done, Damien Christoph. Mm. Um, but, you know, obviously, Damien's giving you some great advice on the food and what to eat and how to eat and when to eat it. But I think underneath that, there must have been a pretty significant shift from you in terms of your mindset. Um, and how you looked at your body and what you wanted to achieve for your body. So tell us a little bit about that. How did your mindset change? Yeah, absolutely. So I think when I was in the hospital, it was more. It was definitely a quality of life. Like there's been a few like mindset shifts along the way. Um, in hospital, it was a quality of life. It was I spent eight months of the year um, as an inpatient, and I just decided that that was no life. Um, and there had to be a way that I could have some sort of life outside. Now, that being said, once I was having some sort of life outside, that was still very restricted and ruled by eating and mealtimes and the things that I would eat, what I wouldn't eat, like how that would influence my social life. Um, and then probably the next epiphany came one day. I was actually at Damien's place and he drove me home in time for work. And we sat in his car for about two hours before I got out of the car and just he really said to me, he's like, look, like I've, he's like, I know that you have so much potential there and it, like it's really disappointing to see that your brain's still so caught up in like you can see the thought patterns like going through your brain and he, you know, he spoke to me about like what would your ideal life look like and how is this obsession helping you towards that or inhibiting that um so that was definitely another turning point where okay in the next two or three months that was a really big point where I needed to gain more um and I think the big difference with Damien was I'm a very type a person um and I need I love as I said when I was younger I was very into sport very very active and he understood that so when we spoke, he said, okay, you can do this yoga or that exercise, blah, 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 but if that comes at a detriment to your weight, you know that your performance is going to go down. So then I began to link my food and my nutrition to my performance, um, and that to me was just an absolute game changer. Like now I I do – I compete in, in CrossFit and I do some endurance runs and if my if I haven't eaten enough the day before or I've eaten some crap food or and my nutrition just not optimal um, because I'm so sensitive to that now and it's taken so long to kind of learn that it's easy for me to go okay Jane get back on track you need to pick this up again and that can swing either way that can be I can maybe not eat enough because I've been really stressed or I'm eating too much or I'm I'm going out too much um but the pivotal point came when it, I decided to embrace my type A um, and if I'm going to be healthy and a performer, um, for me, that just seemed to come equal with athletic performance. So now that's a real driver for me and that's what keeps me on track, I would say. 
Yeah, nice. And and you know, I think absolutely. You know, athletic performance is, I guess, a much healthier uh, target to have than just purely focusing on the weight. Um, I guess mm. the concern that sometimes comes, Jana, is you know when you use the word obsessed and you say that you know you're now obsessed mm-hmm. with health. And, and I guess the thing with uh, with anorexia is really you know at its core is a striving for control. I think you know when there's so much going on in your life that you can't control, it's about you know finding those things you can control and often becoming quite obsessed about those in order to try and regain some semblance of control and, and balance in your life. So as someone who, as you said, that does have a tendency to become obsessed either about food or about health or about you know, optimal performance, how do you balance that? Like how do you find the, the sweet spot where you are, you know, looking after yourself uh, but doing it in a, in a healthy, constructive way rather than, rather than an obsessive way? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's been a real struggle for me over the years has been like I've for me I find that I need accountability for things um so I have got a marathon at the end of the year I know that if I tried to train for that I would probably overtrain and exhaust myself so I've outsourced that to a marathon trainer who actually isn't a marathon trainer he's um a movement coach at my at my CrossFit gym here um and it's having that accountability of here's your program, here's all you need to do in a week. If you do any more than that, it's going to inhibit your performance. Now, for me, I've really noticed if I overdo it at the gym, then I'm not as productive in my workday. And I've always prided myself on being someone that's quite intelligent and um, academic um, and really productive. So for me, it's been I'm always going to want to be the best at whatever I'm doing. Um, and as obsessive as to some people that might seem, I need to balance out the things that I want to be good at. So if I want to be active, that can't come at a cost to the work that I have to get done or the passion that I have to spend time with my friends or, um, go to yoga in the evening or, on Wednesday night, my my girlfriends and I decided, actually, you know what, we haven't watched the sunset in a while, so why don't we head down to the beach and just watch the sunset? And so we went down to sunset, had a few drinks, and it was beautiful. And sometimes I just need that, and sometimes I need someone else to drag me out of that. Sometimes my friend's like, oh, you know, you've been, you've been working a bit much lately. I'm like, yeah, you're right, I have. So let's just to take some time out and sometimes just that few hours of reset is just and I'm very much an ocean person so now that I'm currently in Bali now I live about 400 meters from the water and it is a point of mine every morning to go down to that water and I stand with my feet in this salt water and just just calm yeah, and because I think that's so important. So, like, I think mm-hmm. you know, it's so easy. You know, you can get really focused, and as you sort of have that obsessive type personality, where you can get really focused on a very narrow focus, and and that might be the food, that might be the athletic performance. But I think you know, remembering that there's more to life than that, you know, is really important as well. Yeah. And so, you know, putting that same sort of effort and energy into thinking about what makes you happy, you know, what makes you relaxed, what makes you know, what's well, good yeah. for your energy or your immune system or, you know, I think mm-hmm. that helps you find that more well-rounded approach rather than having that sort of, you know, just it helps you move away from, I guess, that narrow obsessive focus as well, which is really 
important in the long oh, run. And, yeah, and I mean, in like even in the sense when I first came to Bali, I remember I actually was probably like partying a bit too much, probably going out a bit too much. And it was – it's actually been – quite difficult and it still is a bit difficult because lots of my friends are yoga teachers crossfit crossfit coaches or they have very flexible jobs where they don't necessarily have anywhere they need to be or a whole lot of things to do when they're not teaching or or or, or coaching um so it's it it can be really challenging to be surrounded by people that are constantly on holiday um (laughs) And as as much as like a a first world problem as that sounds, um, yeah, it can be like really challenging when you've got people, like I would say that I probably get dragged out more because I've got like friends coming to visit or it's someone's birthday so we'll all go out and it's, yeah, it, it can be challenging sometimes when you do have some goals in terms of a career. Um, or, but I mean, I think also having the accountability that in the morning I have some things to do. So I'm maybe not going to stay out till three or four or five, but I might come out with you guys, have a, a few drinks, and then I might just sneak off early. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, um, there's a book I'd love to recommend, Shane, for yourself and also for you know everyone else listening to this, which I found particularly uh, useful. I read it was a book called The Addictive Personality. It was by a guy called Craig Nacken, and um, it was just all about this idea of sort of when we are searching for control and really narrowing in our focus of just understanding what that's about and why we seek that control and you know what that's sort of telling us about ourselves and our self love and all those sort of things, but also sort of strategies around that of how you can you know just do that, just round out your life a bit better and and develop that I guess that love for yourself which means you're not constantly ha- feeling like you need to seek that control so I just want to put that one out there for all the listeners of the show it's a really great book um, so it's the addictive personality I might even put a link in the show notes to this one so that mm. people can check that out but it's a great read um, yeah you know, I, I yeah oh sorry go on Shane. No, okay. yeah no I was just gonna say um, I sat down with a coach of mine yesterday and he recommended to me something which absolutely terrifies me but he's assured me that it was the best thing he's ever done and he said that his mentor told him one day to just upload a video to to Facebook to to social media to somewhere that was just called my story dot 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 <laughs> and he said just turn on the camera and just start talking and you will be amazed at the clarity that comes from his drive was he felt like he needed the love of his father, so he mm. he seeked money. So, and I know, like I know, the root of my control and obsession, and that comes from a very haphazard upbringing and unsteady relationships. And I think, I mean, anyone that wants to watch me probably break down in tears. Like you can you can keep an eye out, but um, that's. It's something that terrifies me, but I know I'll need to do. Yeah, it's great. I think when you can own that sort of story and, and understand and as much as anything, have some empathy for yourself around that, then then it, it really yeah. allows you to start, you know, getting to the core of where you're at, but also, you know, where you want to be and, and starting to really go inwards and, and develop that self-love and that empathy and that care for yourself, which I think is so important on, on a journey like this. Um, now, Jano, 
moving on, because we do want to talk a little bit about um, your your recent journey to America as well, because yes. you've just been over to Paleo FX. So um, tell us a little about your journey to Paleo FX. Oh, I, I could not recommend anyone who is interested in health or has been, you know, thinking about, um, you know, taking the next step towards maybe in, investigating it a little bit more. I mean, if you have the means or you're around America at that time, I could not recommend it enough. It is a culmination. It is a, a mecca of of paleo people. And I, I say that, and when I say paleo people, I don't necessarily mean like diehard paleos. Like there's a lot of people from lots of different like different health tribes like I'll I can say that while I was there there are a few um a few vegan eaters some vegetarian eaters and it was more just a culmination of people interested in health interested in ancestral health eating food longevity um and it was just a great space to be in I mean I like I said I'm a bit of a nerd and I own those um the light blocking glasses, so the ones with um, the yellow lenses to wear when you're looking at a screen like I am at the moment or when you're like the ones with the, the red lights at night. And, um, you know, like you walk through the, the floor and you've got, um, you've got lots of people wearing them and it's not odd and you've got people walking around in barefoot shoes or just without shoes in general. Um so it was really a place where all those nerdy things that I kind of keep to myself at home, you could kind of do in public, which was which was really cool. So, Jana, who were the speakers and who was your favourite? Okay, well, the speakers were um, so there was Dave Asprey, there was Sarah Ballantyne, there was Mark Sisson, there was Alex Sharfen, who was an, an entrepreneurial coach. There's, um, I mean, my favourite. I was also a part of the Health Entrepreneurs FX, so that was an accelerated program the day prior. Um, and I really resonated with Alex Sharfen personally. Um, he would have been my favorite speaker of the event that spoke about how to turn a health business into an actual profitable business and how to do that without sacrificing your life, your relationship with your family, time to actually enjoy your life so from that perspective I found him the most valuable speaker for me in terms of the health I was incredibly excited to hear Dave Asprey and Ben Greenfield so for people who don't know Dave Asprey is the author and founder of like the Bulletproof Coffee um, the Bulletproof Diet, which is essentially a paleo diet that he's tweaked um, for his like optimal hacking performance. Um, and Ben Greenfield is like a, a Spartan racer that has very much done the same. Um, so I found them incredibly interesting. But, I mean, you can never like look past people like Mark Sisson and, and Sarah Ballantyne. I mean, they're just so 
accessible to people. They made themselves accessible throughout the whole weekend. They were just walking around the show floor, having chats with people, taking selfies, answering questions. Um, so on like a personable level, I don't think you could go past either Mark or Sarah. So, Jeanne, what was the theme? What's what's the latest sort of themes coming through, do you think, in paleo spheres at the moment? Yeah, so I think there was definitely a targeted group towards the business side because, as you know, lots of people have decided to turn their passion into a business, but sometimes that's not always viable. So there were lots of intensive workshops, I would say, that probably made up 20% of the event targeted towards people that were running a health and wellness company or business or trying trying to monetize that. And then I would say there was another like like 30% that was lots of like the tech and biohacking and things like that. And once again, that was a very specific and niche audience. And then the other 50%, which was really accessible to everyone, there kind of was this year there was a resounding return to the – the basics of paleo so ancestral eating from a point of just overall health not necessarily you know carb restriction or um, intermittent fasting or anything like that it was more just okay how can we implement natural whole foods and how to make that easy accessible to everyone and what are the benefits of that so for example like Dr. Mark Devine, he did um, a speech on the paleo model for longevity. And Sarah Ballantyne talked about the mitigation of disease risk with paleo. So it kind of just seems like a return to lots of a, a common sense approach, not so extreme or, or dogmatic. Yeah, and I think we see this in health circles all the time. Like, There's just kind of this cycle that goes on and on where, you know, we discover lots more information about a particular area and it might be, you know, just recently it's been the gut health, you know, and so we just, we get yeah. so excited about that. There's research coming out. We delve into it and we think, all right, everything's got to be about gut health and we, we try and figure out how to sort of cheat the system and hack the system and biohack and do all those sort of things to try and fast track our gut health and then I guess at some stage we, we sort of come back to that core philosophy and we sort of start leaning back towards the fact that we're going, well, yes, gut health is important but, you know, what if we just do the basics right? Most of the time that kind of takes care of itself and then, you know, and then the next couple of years we get excited about something else. You know, it seems, I know keto is a, is a massive one at the moment everyone seems to be getting excited about ketones and so you know there's this whole push to sort of biohack and head in that direction and take exogenous supplements and all this sort of stuff and then mm-hmm. i think you know in a couple of years time we'll come back around again so it does seem to be this yeah. um this cycle that just goes uh, you know again and again and again where we just uh, you know move away from the basics and then but it always just seems to come back to those basics again as well Exactly. And it was also really interesting. There seems to be a, like a great emphasis on sleep. Like I, I would say probably like 60% of speakers before they have even delved into nutrition, which might seem a bit um, counterintuitive at an event like Paleo FX, they would just say, if you're not sleeping enough, if you're not resting enough, if you're too stressed, you could be eating the most healthful diet in the world and it's not going to help. Absolutely. If you're not getting adequate amounts of sleep and you're not drinking enough water, that's where you need to start. And I think for lots of people that was a bit kind of like obviously that's not what people want to hear because they want the quick fix. 
Yeah, um, and and we've spoken yeah. about that on the Paleo show from the very start. You know, we've always said most of the results you get are going to be from doing the basics really, really well. And like you said, yeah. that's not necessarily the thing people want to hear because they want the one solution that's going to fix them. They're like, what's the magic pill I can take to get back on track? Mm. But most of the time, it's not that. It's about just doing the basics really well and then being patient. And then giving that, a, giving your body a chance to heal, you know, understanding that like any natural environment, your body takes time to heal if you actually want it to heal properly rather than just patch and mask the symptoms. And so, um, I think I think that's great. Um, you know, having and, said that, and also, oh, sorry, yeah. you go. No, I was just going to say, and also like listening to your body, like I, I can't even tell you the amount of times that an audience member would ask a question and the person on stage would have no qualms in just answering, well, it depends. Yeah. It it depends on on your body, depends on how you react and how you tolerate that thing, which I found really refreshing. And you know, as much as we do love the basics, we are still always interested in the new stuff too, Jane. So, you know, you yeah. said there was a bit of techie stuff going on at Paleo FX. Like, what was the kind of what was the hot item? What what was the one thing everyone was gravitating towards this year? It's like the new exciting thing that's coming out in Paleo, whether it's a supplement or a product or a gadget you know what was everyone getting excited about this year oh i you could not go past the exogenous ketones i think ev- almost everyone there was probably the exogenous ketone supplements from brands like keto os were just absolutely gangbusters i think almost everyone was was walking around with um a bag by the end of it and um, I think that was because they had very good salespeople, um, but also I think keto was also a bit of like a, a hot topic this year as well. And so there were lots of people that have come on board with new supplements and there I've, there would have been maybe five to six different companies. So like whether or not you purchased from like one more, like a more of the, um, the well-known like Keto OS, then maybe you were purchasing from like a new startup, um, which people, like a few people really enjoyed engaging with the startups because then you know where the product comes from and things um so i would say the exogenous ketone supplements i would also say paleo beef jerky um that was insane like i there would have been 10 different types 10 different vendors on the last day i was lucky enough that um i had to hang around and i was doing some work and then because all the vendors were packing up i got about two kilos of free beef jerky because I didn't want to take it home. Um, so exogenous ketone supplements, the beef jerky, and the bulletproof coffee. Um, everyone was drinking it. Absolutely, everyone probably because they were handing it out for free. Um, but people would bring their thermos and get it um, filled up in the morning, and then go back at lunchtime, fill it up in the morning, then fill it up in the afternoon. I don't know how people weren't bouncing off the walls because I'm very caffeine sensitive um, myself. But, yeah, I would say the ketogenic um, supplements, so exogenous ketones, paleo beef jerky and um, the Bulletproof coffee. Nice. All right. Well, we actually had a big chat yeah. about some of those exogenous ketones on our last episode with Keto Carol. So, 
listeners left out, make sure they tune in and have a bit of a listen to that too because uh, I think it's an interesting one, the exogenous ketones. I, I still think, once again, I think doing the basics really well and getting healthy fats in your diet and eating a well-balanced diet is definitely the way to go with those. I'm not really a fan of the exogenous ketones, but have a listen to the last episode. We had a good chat about that. Um, in the meantime, uh, everyone's going to want to find out and check you out, Jana. You're obviously doing some cool stuff online, not just uh, on the Wellness Couch. You know, Make sure you're checking out the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys Facebook pages because Jana is posting some amazing content content up there and sharing stuff from Lawrence and myself and Damien and Marcus and all of the other uh, hosts and shows that are on the Wellness Couch now. So, check that out. Uh, but you can also check out Janae at uh, Female Biohacker on Instagram, on Facebook, on Snapchat, on Pinterest, on Twitter. Oh, that's exhausting. I can't believe you do all of those, Jane. Um So, check her out uh, and she's got a website, femalebiohacker.com. So, thanks, Janae. Thanks for coming on. It's been a great chat. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. For everyone else, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.